0: This is just truly remarkable. Uh, Yesterday on July 4th, activists, or I guess it was actually, what, two days ago now on July 4th, I would read this tweet from a reporter, Ford Fisher. uh, He's a a documentarian. Uh, Activists sat on uh, the Beltway in Washington, D.C. That's, I think, what, is 395 around D.C.? They sat on the interstate Uh, declaring a climate emergency. They blocked traffic, shut down the interstate, and an agitated driver got physical with them. He said he's on parole. If he's late for his job, he can be reported, and they will send him back to prison if he's late for his job. And the all-white activists refused to let that guy's car pass so that he could make it to work. And then when the police showed up, They arrested that man who was begging to be able to go to work so he didn't go to jail. And they sent the man to jail for harassing the protesters. What an absurd, insane world we live in. Welcome on that cheery news. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here, the Eric Erickson Show, nationwide from Atlanta, Georgia. I got to go to a Braves game last night. I'm going to the Braves game tonight. I'm going to sweat. At least tonight I'm in shorts. Yesterday I was in my khaki pants, and my gosh, my shoes were swimming pools of sweat by the time I left the stadium. It was hot. It's going to be hot again tonight, but that's all right. They beat the Cardinals last night. All you Cardinals fans out there, ha! I'm one in St. Louis. (laughs) The phone number, should you wish to be a part of this year's program, 877 Nine seven three seven four two five. I must begin with economic news, because there's a lot of it out there, and the Democrats are back to sweating with their wishful thinking on abortion. The polling's not showing it. But the really the big story, and it is economic news, and I've gotten so many people uh, I've gotten uh messages on Instagram and Twitter. I've gotten text messages from friends. I've gotten emails from listeners saying this cannot possibly be true. How the hell can this be true? This is from Reuters. More than 5 million barrels of oil that were part of a historic U.S. emergency reserve release to lower domestic fuel prices were exported to Europe and Asia last month even as U.S. gasoline and diesel prices hit record highs. The export of crude and fuel is blunting the impact of the moves by U.S. President Joe Biden to lower record pump prices. Biden on Saturday renewed a call for gas suppliers to cut their prices, drawing criticism from Amazon founder Jeff Bezos for Biden's ignorance over how the economy actually works. I added that last point, Reuters never would. But no kidding, about a million barrels per day are being released from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve through October. The flow is draining the reserve, which fell to the lowest level it's been since 1986. And yet, few, uh, crude futures are above $100 a barrel. Gasoline is above $5 a gallon and a fifth of the nation. And we're exporting the release to China. The fourth largest U.S. oil refinery, Philip 66, shipped 470,000 barrels of sour crude from the Big Hill Strategic Petroleum Reserve storage site in Texas to Trieste, Italy, according to customs data. Trieste is home to a pipeline that sends oil to refineries in Central Europe. Atlantic Trading and Marketing, an arm of French oil import uh, total energies, exported two cargoes of five hundred sixty thousand barrels each. Philip sixty six declined comment. Cargoes of uh, reserve crude were also headed to the Netherlands, to a reliance refinery in India, and a third was headed to China. At least one cargo of Strategic Petroleum Reserve crude in Louisiana was set to be exported in July. Crude and fuel prices would likely be higher if the Strategic Petroleum Reserve releases hadn't happened. But at the same time, it isn't really having the effect we assumed by exporting to these other countries. Now, here is something you need to know. Our strategic petroleum reserve uses sour crude, not sweet crude. Now, you need to know the difference. I happen to be an oil brat. My dad worked for Conoco Oil for years, uh, which is now part of Phillips. Sour crude and sweet crude are, are two different oils. Well, There the, are two different compositions of oil you pull from the ground. Sweet crude is the preferred because with sweet crude, there's minimal refining that must be done uh, because there are not an excess of, I believe it's sulfur compounds built up in the oil. Sour crude is what we put into the Strategic Petroleum Reserve because it is less efficient. It takes more energy And time to refine it. And when you are refining sour crude to refine it to get rid of the excess sulfur compounds, you cannot refine sweet crude. So what this bungling, idiotic administration seemed not to know is that when they stopped refining sweet crude in the refineries to refine the sour crude in refineries, they had to slow down or stop refining the sweet crude altogether because you can't mix sweet and sour crude. Not only that, it takes longer to refine the sour crude. So what this administration ultimately did is they tied up our American refineries, which had been processing American sweet crude. They had to stop processing the sweet crude to process the sour crude, It maxed out refinery capacity in the country, and because our refineries were so tied up refining the sour crude, we had to ship the excess release to Europe and China to refine it there for them because we didn't have any more refineries in this country capable of refining it. Again, why? Sour crude has more sulfur and impurities than sweet crude, so it takes longer, uses more energy, and ties up refineries at excess capacity in order to refine it. The Biden administration, by releasing the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, actually made the problem worse overall. Now, why is that? because they did not want to release sweet crude because to release sweet crude you would have to drill more and they don't want you to drill more in this country anymore and the oil companies won't do it because they know biden wants to put them out of business so they're not investing in the refinery capacity nor are they investing in the drilling capacity nor are they investing in the exploration capacity because biden said you're going to go out of business in the next decade and it takes two decades to make your money back Everything this administration has done to alleviate gas prices has bungled the problem, made it worse, and now we are taking our strategic petroleum reserve designed to help the United States in moments of crisis, and we've sent that oil to China for the Chinese market and the Chinese to benefit them. I'm sorry. This makes my head hurt that this administration is that stupid, but they are that stupid. It's like the Democrats just, did they never learn? You know, Jonah Goldberg in in his book, Liberal Fascism, years ago, great book. You should really read Liberal Fascism. Uh, It it is a highly educational book, and one of the points he made in the book is that progressives have no sense of history. Everything is always new to them, and the reason is because they always move forward, and so they never cling to history and try to learn from history because they really believe that they can make all things new at all times. The problem is they keep repeating the same problems because they don't bother to learn the problem and the solution. Democrat states, including California— are offering checks up to $1,050 to individual taxpayers as part of a $17 billion relief package designed for those with lower income to fight inflation. Do you know what's happening? It's causing more inflation. By spending more to fight inflation and giving consumers more money to spend in an inflationary market, California is causing more inflation in California. This is one of the dumbest things ever. They, they literally, they're making the situation worse in California. They're giving people more money to spend in inflationary times, which is causing inflation to go up even further. None of these people seem to understand how any of this works. Not, not, nobody seems to understand. You know who does, though? The private sector. The private sector is figuring this out. The public sector seems completely broken, run by Democrats, completely ignorant of history and basic economics. The, I mean, th- things are just a mess. And by the way, uh, natural gas prices are up 700%. Those of you who have natural gas in your house, you need to know, uh shortages of the fuel are rippling through the global economy threatening recessions and more inflation. One morning in early June a fire broke out in an obscure facility in Texas that takes natural gas from US shale basins, chills it into liquid and ships it overseas. It took 40 minutes to extinguish the fire. No one was injured. Three weeks later, financial and political shockwaves are still reverberating around Europe, Asia, and beyond because natural gas is the hottest commodity in the world right now. It's a key driver of inflation, and it has gone up 700% in Europe and is beginning to skyrocket in the United States now. And you think that's no big deal right now because it's summer here, but winter is coming, to quote Game of Thrones, and gas prices are still going to be high. It's a problem. Now, Citibank is saying oil prices may actually begin to go down to $65 by the end of the year if we go into a recession because the economy will slow down and that'll be good. Oil has already gone down below $100 a barrel this morning because— Everybody thinks a recession is coming or we're actually in a recession and there's a great economic slowdown coming. The Federal Reserve is saying they're going to skyrocket interest rates further because they got to stamp out inflation that's going to cause a recession. But there is one silver lining that's not necessarily a silver lining, but for now it is. There's been a sense in financial circles that the fever among American executives to shorten supply lines and bring production back home might have proven short lived that they wouldn't actually do it. Bloomberg News is reporting actually that two years after COVID, American executives are beginning to build manufacturing facilities back in the United States. They're using the words like onshoring, reshoring, or near shoring. They've picked up speed. They're trying to divest from China as quickly as possible. The construction of new manufacturing facilities in the U.S. has soared 116% over the past year, dwarfing the 10% gain on all building projects combined, according to Dodge Construction Network. There's a massive chip factory going up in Phoenix. Intel is building two outside of Phoenix. Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing is conducting the other building the other one for Apple. Aluminum and steel plants that are being erected are coming in all across the south in Bay Minette, Alabama, Osceola, Arkansas, Brandenburg, Kentucky. Up near Buffalo, New York, there's a new semiconductor and steel output facility fueling orders for air compressors. More and more, American manufacturers are realizing the situation in China is too economically unstable. Now here's the downside of it. It costs more in this country. And union organizers are going out there already trying to unionize these facilities. The reason they moved overseas was because the unions, now they're coming back, the unions are creeping back in. If they unionize, it'll drive up costs even more, making things even more expensive. And where will we outsource then? Because they will outsource again. The question is where they will go. It won't be back to China. It might be to India. But it's a good thing that we are moving more and more here for now the private sector is responding with wisdom through the arm's length transactions of the free market. The public sector is screwing it all up between the Biden administration's bungling of the Strategic Petroleum Reserve to various Democratic states' bungling of massive spending and money towards the middle class to try to get them out of inflation and it's just causing more inflation. There's a story out there in the Wall Street Journal today that the states with the best economic growth in this country all have one thing in common, Republican governors and Republican legislatures They are the ones who have been least likely to shut down whole states for long periods of time because of COVID. They were the ones most likely to reopen their states after COVID, and they are the ones least likely to encourage unionization and massive spending bills that the Democrats are doing. And as a result, more people in those states have jobs, are going to work, and rebuilding their lives post-COVID. The private sector is actually figuring this thing out, and they have friends in the GOP. The Democrats and the left keep screwing it up, making matters worse. And that is why oil prices are where they are, because the Biden administration, already vigorously opposed, doesn't want to actually fix the problem listen i realize it's a podcast ad but it's also true i do sleep under bowl branch sheets every night they are noticeable distinct there they've got a great weight to them they've got a great softness to them and they get softer over time they use the best 100 percent organic cotton threads on the planet for superior softness and a better night's sleep they're soft to start with they get softer they've also got a great weight they're not too light They're not too heavy. They keep you cool in the summer, warm in the winter. They're just perfect sheets, really. They use the highest quality threads there are. They're beloved even by three U.S. presidents. they got over 10,000 stellar reviews. And you can feel the difference of their iconic signature sheets pretty immediately. Bowling Branch even gives you a 30-night risk-free trial with free shipping and returns on all orders. The annual summer event is starting soon, but Bowling Branch is giving you guys exclusive early access before anyone else to 20% off with promo code ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, at BowlingBranch.com. It is their best offer of the year before the holidays, so you need to act now. Again, you guys, my listeners of The Eric Erickson Show, get this exclusive early access, and you get to save 20% with promo code ERIC. It's BOLANDBRANCH, dot com. The promo code is ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, for 20% off. Hi there, it is Eric Erickson, and you know you can get me in your inbox every day by texting the word ERIC to 33777, actually, wait, no, wrong, it's data, do data, text data to 33777, Eric sends you Gold Coast number, <laughs> but you get the email. But okay, this is more important, I have to, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta tell you all this, it's against my will, and I blame all of you. Well, some of you. I had a bunch of listeners say, won't you send out your wife's salad recipe? One poor lady told me she lost the recipe and was desperate for me to send it out again. I don't make this recipe. I have nothing to do with this recipe. I don't want this recipe. It is a salad. Have you seen me, people? I don't eat. I might need to eat salad, but I don't eat salad. Well, I do as long as you got like a boiled egg and chicken and some lettuce. I'm totally cool with that, and some honey mustard dressing. I'm fine with that. But my wife's salad has like diced up apple and cranberries and toasted walnuts in it, with maple syrup dressing, and it's a huge hit with people, and they demand that she make this, and I'm appalled. And then she makes this salad. And nobody wants to talk about all the nice stuff I made. Nope, nobody. Smoke a brisket for 15 hours? Nope, it's, oh, the salad's the best salad I've ever had. Well, I've been bullied into sending out the recipe. If you want it, text the word recipe, singular. Just one word, singular, recipe, not recipes, recipe to 33777, uh, it goes out in like 10 minutes, so you better hurry up. If not, if you text the word recipe to 33777, follow the link back after about 1240, and you'll be able to get a copy of my wife's apple walnut cranberry salad. Okay. Now we got to move on. Let's see. Um, Having done all that, I don't have time to do justice. So here's the deal we got people on the phones. I got uh, lots of people who are smart and know about the economy from fireworks to gas and fuel. And so I want to take these phone calls uh, when we come back. Now, I've only got a minute, folks. I want you to be able to talk. But I got to tell you this how bad is it for the Democrats out there right now? Uh, Tim Ryan, who is the Democratic gubernatorial nominee in Ohio. He's currently—no, no, he's no, Senate, Senate nominee in Ohio. He's running against J.D. Vance. He's in the House right now. He's refusing to appear on stage with Joe Biden. That's how bad the situation is for the Democrats. And in Georgia, after much angst by Republicans wondering where are the ads, where are the ads, Herschel Walker has fired up his first, first ad. what I
1: can do to make things better is bring people together. I love this country. I believe in peace through strength. If we have no strength, we're going to have no peace. I believe in back in the blue. I believe in the Constitution. I believe that everybody should have a chance to have their faith. Do we have problems? Yes. Can we solve them? Yes. Georgia is my family. The United States is my family. So I'm going to fight and
2: take care of them. I'm Herschel Walker, and I approve this message.
0: Herschel Walker up with his first ad in Georgia. Republicans a little bit frustrated because they've seen so many Warnock ads. Uh, Herschel Walker now firing up the ads in Georgia. Democrats starting to see polling. Abortion's not going to help them. They're freaking out. But before we get to all that, calls from my smart listeners when we come back. Hi, friends. How are you? It's Eric Erickson here. The phone number, if you want to be on this program, 877-973-7425. Got people calling from all over the place. And I would like to do justice with their various phone calls. Uh, so I'm going to start with Jay. Jay, welcome to the program.
2: All right. I'm, I'm with you, my friend. You ready to go?
0: I'm ready. I'm here. Right, Jay?
2: Yes. Yeah, Hi.
0: That's all right. <laughs>
2: I, I'm a superintendent, Eric, and I was just talking to one of my guys I'm training. But I'm a first-time caller. I, I listen to you a lot on Facebook. I'm I'm independent, but I'm more African American male conservative. Oh, and you're I, one of those. Really uh, you, you know,
0: you know, people on the left they don't like you, Jay.
2: <laughs> oh, yes. Is uh, my own my own people were very vicious to me. Up to recently, um, I was called. I just say it's not really polite to. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let let let's not use that type of language. <laughs> yeah, on the radio. But um, yeah, I was uh, there, I was treated very vicious. But you know, Eric, there's a we're we're out here and we're talking and, and 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 we're telling and we're working with mills and the men and, and and young men, and we're telling them, you know, how could you be a leader but follow other people instead of looking at your own financial consciousness and learning think, and, you know, and working your life that way and. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, having this thing about politicians lying to three or four years and we got to stomach it. So you're seeing a grand shift and please believe this, that abortion issue is not changing us. Yeah, we're not. We're not. We're not buying into the abortion issue. anymore. we're not buying into the satellite issues. And the Democrats, you know, they are gonna hold on to African-American women. They are. That's just where it is. But they're losing a big swash of working class men.
0: You know, I, I'm, I, listen, I, I realize anecdote is not data, and, and what you're saying is anecdote, not data. But the data backs you up uh, tremendously. Um, middle class and working class, black men and Hispanic men are moving to the GOP. Hispanic women are moving to the GOP. And it has a lot to do with just the, the utter contempt uh, the rich, white, secular Democrats seem to have for them, their beliefs, and even how the basics of the economy work. So you're a supervisor. Uh, are you on a job site right now? I don't want to get you no, in trouble. No, but... I'm um, – no, no,
2: no, no, no. I, I work independently my company, so I have a trainee behind me driving. But I work independently. I'm not going to get in any trouble. I'm oh, sorry.
0: good, good, good. And, and But, I mean, you're, you're out there working. You're dealing with the strains of the economy. You're actually working as opposed to staying home. And uh, the Democrats just seem to think that they can leave you on your couch and throw money at you. And you're not going to make as much from them as you are just by doing your own hard work and sweat equity. And they don't seem to understand that.
2: You're absolutely you're absolutely right Eric and you know and I I don't mean to, to throw race out there but as an African-american male I've just been a part I was let down by Barack Obama I was let I, for a give or take I, I felt kind of slighted a little bit by by Clinton and then I just started seeing this trickle of you know the, these buzzwords that uh, liberals and white liberals use excuse the the act the um, the I, I'm not trying to make a racial overturn but I'm from California. These people didn't really give a crap about me in California. They ran me out of there, you know, with mm-hmm. the illegal immigration. I'm, I'm just sorry to say that. I watched my family's lives be destroyed over illegal immigration in that state. And I left 30 years ago, never looked back after I got out of the military. It was horrible what was going on there. Yeah. And, um, you know, I I want to say this. I'm an independent... But I, I I will vote for Trump if he runs again. I will. I just, I'm not into the noise. I hate selective outrage, mm-hmm. you know. I just really do. So uh, to me, if you're outraged by one thing, you should be outraged by the other. Amen. And I just and I just see this contempt and selective outrage telling me how to think. And then, you know, being, you know, uh, dealing with African-American women, I hate to say it, but they can be really vicious. And I, and I just tell men, you know, You know, being a true leader sometimes means going against the grain. Yes. I've been leading from the military.
0: Well, listen, I I appreciate you taking the time to call. God bless you for your service to the military and what you're doing out there, Jay. Thank you very much for listening, and and well said. Uh, Absolutely. And uh, the times are changing, and I don't think the the Democrats think they can win on white women outraged over abortion, and there are too many other people outraged about the economy for them to have the votes. Greg, you're going to be up next. Greg, how are you?
1: Hey, Eric, how are you? Great. Doing great here, 4th of July week. Good. Um, you, you said a phrase earlier that's really appropriate, the invisible hand of the market. Yes. And they are beginning to move quite visibly now. Uh, gasoline, spot gasoline is off 60 cents in the past five days, from 385 to less than 325 today. Mm-hmm. Because recession fears.
0: Yeah, now big, look, I, I know big, you're an, an investment guy and, and don't want to put you on the spot giving investment advice here on a talk radio show, but I mean, what are you seeing out there? You you, you know this stuff better than I do.
1: Uh, a lot of angst from clients, a lot of concern. Uh, the spot Atlanta Fed number for GDP for the second quarter is negative 2.1. That's a pretty volatile number. Uh July 28th, the big day, that's when the Fed releases or the BEA releases the GDP number for second quarter. And we could quite possibly be in a recession. And um, despite all the noise from mainstream media, this is a pocketbook election more and more every day. Um, I see it from people talking about Gasoline prices, fuel prices, food prices, uh, home prices now, and mortgage prices. I mean, mortgage rates. Um, it's moving very quickly and it does not look great.
0: Now, let me ask you a question. Um, when I read, like, uh, the uh, Citibank president and others, uh, Deutsche Bank and stuff, they say they think we're going to have a recession next year. If the Fed numbers show that we're already in a recession. Do you think what they're meaning is we're either going to have a prolonged recession, or we're going to have another recession next year, or or we're going to have it now, and we're going to rebound? I mean, how do you look at that? Because I don't see how, given what the Fed statements have been on inflation, that they can suddenly cut rates to try to get us out of a recession when they're still fighting inflation by having to raise rates.
1: They are in a rock and a hard place uh, of their own doing. Um, from the 6000000000000 trillion-plus put into the economy from COVID money, from the Fed and from the federal government, the executive branch, congressional branch, it is um, astounding the amount of money that was pumped into the economy. You see it in the price of money, the, vol- the volatility of money, M2. Um, mm-hmm. It's They're in a rock and a hard place. And I think the phrase you'll hear is technical recession, if we have one now. Mm-hmm. And you could have one, rebound out of it, go back into one next year. Um, it, is, it is very, very unnerving. Uh, you have deflationary trends related to home goods and computers and other things due to the, the bullwhip effect of the supply chains going in and out. It is, um, it's a very difficult time to forecast and predict and make any, anything. Um, you just have to diversify and hold on for long term.
0: Yeah, well, I, and I hope that's what people do. I, I don't know if you were listening yesterday. One of the most disturbing stories, and I don't think enough people are talking about it, is twenty-one percent of people who bought crypto did so with loans, either home equity lines of credit or student loan debt or the like, and like that. We're just asking for greater economic trouble by people doing that on crypto, no less. I've been
1: in the biz- been in the business long enough to remember the early two thousands and everybody and their brother talking to you about their tech stock. Yeah. This time, it was everybody and their brother talking to you about Dogecoin and this this crypto coin and that crypto coin and what they were trading on their phones. And I just looked at them and said, you, you might as well go to Vegas. You're gambling. Mm-hmm. You, you, this is not investing. Don't do it. Don't do it. My company won't touch it. Don't do it. And they did it. And um a lot of young men especially yeah. got into it. And yep.
0: I, I know ev- everybody I know who out. got into it with the exception of one hardcore libertarian female. The rest are they're all guys. All twenty something and thirty something guys uh hanging out on the golf course making their dogecoin trades. Ah, oh, man, it's gonna hurt.
1: I was gonna say that's your topic on the golf course is uh ball games and uh crypto.
0: Yep. Yep, yeah, not me, because I, I don't pay attention much unless the Braves are playing, and I don't do crypto, so it's just bourbon and cigars. <laughs> All right, Greg, it's hey, always Lou, good to uh, talk to you.
1: I'll, good to talk to you. See you at the game tonight. Uh, stop by Burn. I'll be there before the game. Oh,
0: sweet. All right. I may do that. All right. Take care. that Now, everybody in America is going to go by Burn tonight, aren't you, while I go see Greg? Okay, Jason, I've been waiting to get to your phone call, Jason, a topic I am passionate about, exploding balls of fire called fireworks. Welcome to the program.
3: Hey, Eric. Happy 6th of July, man, and God bless America.
0: God bless America. So, all right, so now I I know from my call screener uh, you've been involved with fireworks sales. Uh, how, How was business?
3: uh it was incredible as usual these these past 3 years with everybody locked up and all of the large shows canceled if you wanted to uh to see some sky sugar you had to come by yourself man so it was really I've, good for us
0: i i got to tell you i've done this for years when, when i was a kid living in louisiana during the summer our house was right by the fire station or by the police department. We were kin to half the police and uh, firework sales in Louisiana were illegal, although you couldn't get the big stuff then that you can get now. But they had it uh, just in smaller varieties. You couldn't get like the six inch mortar. You get the two inch mortar. And now you can get it all here in Georgia. And I just I remember when I moved over here, I didn't even know there were states where you could not buy fireworks legally. And ever since I got on radio, I browbeat our legislature until they changed the law, so now I can have my fireworks display for my kids.
3: Yeah, it was silly for them to be missing out on all that tax revenue uh, surrounded by states where it's legal and and not
0: enforced once they bring it back here, so...
3: It was really great for us. Now, I, I've
0: hijacked the conversation on this because cause yeah. I know, talking to a buddy of mine, two friends of mine, they're actually the, the principal and dean of students at our kid's school. They run a fireworks stand in Macon where we buy all of our fireworks, and they've been talking about the pricing and supplies this year and stuff they Correct. used to get in the past they couldn't get this year.
3: Yeah. So the the stuff that you can't get, there is some supply chain issues there. The cost, I'm going to tell you, the partially inflation, but the real problem here is all the extraneous fees that are being slapped on the shipping coming out of the ports in China. What used to cost $15,000 to get a container door-to-door from Shanghai here three years ago is now costing $45,000 before you pay for a single firecracker to go in it. So just those fees alone, half of what you're paying for when you purchase that stuff off the shelf is the cost to get it here in China. Having their uh, their foot on our throat, so our our move, and we've been working on it for the last year or so, uh, talking to five or six different manufacturers in India, is to um, you know move our our efforts over that way, uh, and you know partly ethically too. You know, I mean, I, China, uh, in my eyes, is is just not where we want to be sending our money anymore. Um, yeah, so,
0: I, I don't know if you were listening earlier. There's there's a big story in Bloomberg today that there's more and more. Uh, manufacturing facilities either springing up here or moving to India and elsewhere yep. to try to get out of China.
3: Right, right. And we would love to be able to do it here. That'll be the next step. But, again, it's just there's so much regulation. And when you're particularly talking about explosives explosives and, and, you know, the like that – it's just not economically feasible for us to to be doing manufacturing here. The costs would yeah. be astronomical. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, look, I, I I appreciate you calling in. Um, God bless you for what you do because I'm a big fireworks fan.
3: <laughs> I, I heard you the other day talking about uh, how you enjoyed the holiday there with some uh, some booms. Yes, candy, indeed, ma'am. and so- I
0: I still got all <laughs> fingers and toes
3: excellent that's all we look for man god bless you and uh god bless america keep doing what you're doing man
0: thank you so much appreciate it all right let's see i can squeeze in one more call real quick chris welcome
4: thank you eric mega dittos thank you <laughs> um you made a comment in the last uh in the last segment uh that i want to piggyback on and it it fits very well with the uh celebration of independence day and everything and you pointed out something in the wisdom of our founding fathers as setting us up as united semi-autonomous states rather than having a centralized command and control government that you know once the the left comes into power in dc they want to they want to continue to push that agenda and and you pointed out that wisdom through your comment about where you're seeing the growth and where you're seeing these factories being built and the economy still being strong are in those Republican led states. And can you imagine what the economy of our country would look like if we had centralized command and control with the current administration?
0: Oh, it would be absolutely insane if we did. I mean, that's, that's just a horrifying thought, uh, but you're yeah. right. Um, and it, it, they just they seem to think, and you know I forget who said it, Chris. I, I and I, I've been racking my brain and I used to know and now I don't know, but there was a an economist philosopher who said that in the United States, we would not replace free market capitalism with socialism or communism as so many people believe. what we would do is we would replace it with governance by technocrats. And that's exactly what we've done. Um, and and they're leading us towards a form of socialism, but we really have just decided the experts know better than the, the free market, uh, arm's length transactions of, of humanity and they're screwing it up.
4: You're, you're exactly right. Hey, thank you so much. Keep doing what you're doing. Uh, love the show. And, uh. Glad to be in your uh, in your home state of Georgia.
0: Well, listen, Chris, I appreciate it so much, and, and thanks for the mega-dittos. That means a lot. Y'all, Patriot Mobile is out there trying to help the conservative movement this year. They need your help as they help conservatives. They need your business. Now, what do you get in exchange for their business? What, what do you do? Well. They're a cell phone company. They give you great 5G. They give you data. They give you voice. They give it to you at competitive rates with great discounts. And they use the same cell towers everybody else uses. So it's not like your quality is inferior. In fact, if you go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric, I'm going there now, uh, you can see that you get free activation with my name. And you can also see their coverage maps right at the top above my beautiful picture. There's a check coverage map. You put in your street address. It can zoom down to your house so you can see 5G, voice, data, strength of service. They got it all so you don't have to worry about it. You can even transport your your existing phone number to them, port it over. No fee. Eh, they're, they're just the great people. They're good people. They're Christians, conservatives. And then as they grow their business and make more money, they take a portion of their profits and they give it back to the conservative movement to fight for life, the Second Amendment, veterans and first responders, all of that, and good conservative candidates. So take your business to Patriot Mobile, work with Christian conservatives who want your business, patriotmobile.com slash Eric, or you can call them 972-PATRIOT, 100% U.S.-based customer service, 972-PATRIOT. Well, I enjoyed my time with you guys on the phone so much, I went long. So now I have a short segment, like a minute and a half. I can talk fast and squeeze in about 30 minutes of programming here in the next minute. (laughs) Raphael Warnock, the incumbent, you know, Reverend Senator from Georgia. It's a reminder that even pagans have priests. Well, this is from Politico. It's not from some conservative side. This is Politico. Senator Raphael Warnock used campaign money to cover legal expenses for a lawsuit related to his time as a church minister, transactions that raise questions about whether the spending runs afoul of federal rules governing personal use of campaign funds. The case, first filed in 2019 by Atlanta resident Melvin Robertson, involved baffling and seemingly baseless allegations against Warnock that date back to 2005 when he was a pastor. It was dismissed by a federal district court judge in Georgia without any of the defendants being served. But Robertson refiled the suit in 2021, outlining the same allegations against Warnock while also suing Ebenezer Baptist Church, where he served as pastor. This time, Warnock was serving in the Senate He used a uh, campaign lawyer to represent him, Mark Elias. Yeah, that guy, it appears. And he used campaign funds. That is potentially a really big no-no. Uh-huh. Interesting. Interesting. Man of the people using campaign funds.